it's time for episode number two of Precipe Your Luck. This week we talk about the fish po'boys we made last week, and then we play another thrilling round of Precipe Your Luck, courtesy of the Serious Eats weekly email. I'm Ian, and here's Kate. Hi. So Ian, I know you've heard me talk about a study that I've heard about where Swedish women and Thai women were fed food with the same base ingredients, but culturally specific preparation and spices. And each group of women absorb more nutrients from their culturally common food. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah, you've heard me talk about that, right? Yeah. So I've read and read and read and read about the study so many times in various health at every size intuitive eating articles that I just had to find the source material in order to talk about it confidently. So I found the study. It's from 1977. I currently only have access to the abstract, but Judy, the best person and librarian in the world, is on it. Uh, from the abstract, it appears the study was only looking into iron absorption, not all nutrients. And they only used women as subjects. And I don't believe they had a lot of subjects, so that limits the value of the study. Okay. But it does appear that eaters absorb more iron from familiar meals. I haven't found a study yet that replicated those findings. I thought that somebody at some point would have duplicated this as often as I've seen the study quoted, but I have not found that yet. So huh, if it exists, I'd like to know about it. I will keep digging into it myself. And I also wonder what, you know, they took two in the 70s, Sweden and Thailand probably felt a lot further apart from each other than they are now. Like, I bet in Sweden there's a bunch of Thai restaurants, and there's probably at least somewhere in, in yeah. Thailand you can find Swedish food. But I wonder what that might mean, in, in, in specifically in American society, where there's so many cultures represented in our food. Are, hmm. Can we be more multicultural with our food without a risk of, I don't know, without risk of nutrient absorption? That's interesting, That's yeah. just a rando thought I was having. But it does show that maybe, you know, there's some value in comfort food. Oh, yeah. Right now, for us, you and I are both going through career transitions at this time. Mm -hmm. Not a euphemism for being unemployed. <laughs> Fortunately, we're both employed. Whew. But in our food choices, we, do, we are tending toward things that we are super comfortable with. Yeah, that's true. Because we're not in a place where we were like, okay, well, we got these big risks. Let's add more risk. We, yeah. we want something that makes us feel more centered. I think that's, you know, I think that's a pretty common human reaction. Oh, yeah. We're human. Yay. Okay. So moving on to last week's meal, can you tell me what this, before we move on to last week's meal, can you tell me what the survey results said? Yeah, the poll was just about dead even split between the uh, Spanish chorizo salad and the fish po'boys. All right, and can you remind us what we made? We chose the fish po'boys. Uh, and here's the uh, description for those uh, who need a refresher. Po'boys make a perfectly balanced meal, if you ask us. The balance achieved by pairing crispy cornmeal-crusted fillets of tilapia, crunchy pickles, lettuce, and tomatoes with generously applied creamy remoulade all in a baguette is really rather remarkable. This was another week where we waited till Friday for our meal. Yeah, so. two in a row. Yeah. Playing with fire. Playing with fire. Okay, so uh, what staples did we have to buy? We actually didn't have to buy any staples. The ingredients were pretty basic. So, yeah, we were all stocked on eggs, flour, salt, pepper, and cornmeal. Yeah, mayo and hot sauce too, I guess. Oh, yeah, mayo and hot sauce too. 
I don't know if hot sauce is stable. May- mayo is. Yeah, okay. We're a Miracle enough. Whip family. We don't always have mayo. That's I didn't true. think of that one. Okay, good. Um, where did we buy the ingredients? We bought them all at Central Market. It's my preferred place to buy fresh fish. And I swear they're not paying me or anything. I just feel more comfortable there. <laughs> uh, we, I, you know, we're 500 miles or so inland. We've Yeah. Five, uh, 300, whatever. I don't know. We're in Dallas. We have to be careful with where, where our fish comes from. Something I appreciated from the recipe is that it provided a very specific, commonly available fish. The last fish recipe we tried had a generic white fish description. And due to my complete inexperience with buying fresh fish, it was a super high anxiety experience for me. <laughs> yeah, fishmonger was not very helpful that day. We're not talking bad about the fishmonger. We all have our work to do. Okay. Uh, so how did we deviate from the recipe? Uh, before I answer that, I'm going to say I saw a tweet from Stella Parks on this topic about how frustrating it can be for people to craft recipes and then get bad feedback about them due to the home cooks making drastic substitutions. <laughs> and Ian, we were talking about Christopher Kimball saying the same thing earlier this week. You're um, right. I, yeah, I remember some episode of, uh, of America's Test Kitchen. I think it was, was actually Cook's Country. Was it? Okay. Because it was in response to a letter, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, I remember him almost you know going off on the woman about, <laughs> you know, my cheesecake wasn't any good when I swapped it out for tofu and, and fat-free sour cream. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if that was the exact situation, but yeah, he, he was clearly frustrated. So I I get that frustration from cooks, and I know that we make substitutions based on ingredient availability, known preferences, and we also try to acknowledge those substitutions and say where those might be, they might have affected the quality of, of our result. That said, we use Creole seasoning rather than Cajun, because that's what was available in the loose spice area. We also reduced the amount of seasoning mix because we don't love super, super spicy food. Mm-hmm. Um, we winged the remoulade based on notes in the blog post for this recipe. We used the basic ingredients, but probably in a little bit different proportions. Our rolls were some go-to rolls that we've had before and enjoyed before. They were a little on the bready side and not what was called for in the recipe. And we also made a few shrimp using the same method that was described in the blog post, which was exactly the same method as the fish. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, so how long did it take? It took about an hour. We didn't start heating up the oil at the proper time, or it would have been closer to the 45 minutes that was advertised. Yeah. Uh, and how was cleanup? It was all right. I did a lot of dishes as we, as we went along. Uh, I don't love this recipe. Used two of those grids. I don't love washing those grids. Um, And I had to wait for the oil to finish cooling to finish all the dishes so I didn't melt our collection bottle. And (laughs) FYI, folks, don't pour oil down the drain. I know it's a pain to collect it. Don't do it. Don't. I mean, collect it. Don't pour it down the drain. Right. Okay. (laughs) Uh, and what was the uh, leftover potential? I would say extremely limited. I cannot imagine eating that dish cold or microwaved. Yeah, I got to agree with you there. Yeah. yeah. All right. So final results. Well, I liked the crunchiness of the crust. I feel like mm-hmm. I overmixed the batter part, which made a little... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Tough, maybe? Yeah, it, yeah, just um, a little. Because it was too thick the first time. And let's see. 
No, it's too thin. Yeah, that's right. You went thin. back and added more. So I had to add a little bit more of the flour mixture. And the method of making the crust was really similar to the chicken fried steak recipe we use from Cook's Country that we absolutely love. Right. Um, I also found a little bit bland, which is on us, not the recipe writer, because we we paired we it back, back a little. Yeah. And I would add more seasoning next time if we made this again. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Okay. Um, yeah, so, you know, I think for me it was, you know, a really good po'boy is, uh, is one of my favorite things. Like, but it's also one of those things, it's tough to get a really good one, especially not when you're not in New Orleans or something. Um, so I felt like this was a reasonably good first attempt, but yeah, on the whole, I would, I would still have to mark it as what, maybe slightly disappointing, I guess, on the whole. I mean, it was, it, it had some, some of the components were good, but somehow they just, it didn't all come together, right? I don't. Like the the ratio of bread to remoulade to fish to just the rolls were definitely too bready, and he did say in the recipe that we should scoop out rolls that were too bready, which I did not do because I'm like, I don't want to get rid of bread. I love bread, <laughs> right? So that's on us. The recipe was very clear about that. Um, you really liked the remoulade. I think that might have been like an overwhelming number of spices competing. Which is interesting because I love the voodoo chips and you hate those. Oh, yeah, that's and the true. The voodoo chips are, are very much the same way. It's like, what am I tasting? But in the remoulade, I didn't love Oh, yeah, that. that's interesting because, yeah, remoulade is another one for me that I've had remoulades that I really mm-hmm. liked and I've had some that I really hated. But I thought that would, for, for our first attempt at making it, I thought it was pretty decent. And I liked the shrimp better than the fish. If we were going to revisit that, this recipe, I would make it with shrimp exclusively. That I, I 100% agree with that. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, that was the other thing we talked about while we were eating it, I remember, is that we thought the – I guess I'm, I'm a little surprised that tilapia was their go-to fish for this recipe because I, I feel like that's a fish that maybe is better in, in other applications. I feel, we definitely have had better luck uh, doing a blackened mm-hmm. treatment on that than we did frying it. I don't know. Yeah, it was it, just... It came out with, a, like, a moist tex- texture, and I don't know if that was the cooking. Even though we we always made sure the oil was at the right temperature. Yeah, that's why that one, I kind of feel like that might have been more yeah. on the fish. I don't know. Yeah. Those fillets were thick, and I don't think of yeah, I was just about to say, maybe that really was the other thing, too. That, yeah, because especially one of the fillets was real mm-hmm. thick. You're right about that. Um, so that might have had something to do with it, too. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's one of those... I guess at the end of the day, for me, it was one of those recipes. It definitely had some promise. There were definitely parts of it I liked, and I could, you know, with a little practice, it might get good. But I have to say, too, I know, and I know we talked about this, that even with a little practice, having made it a few times, I still find it hard to believe you could really squeeze that into a weeknight meal. Yeah, I think frying to that... I think frying's a big ask on a weeknight, because it's a big cleanup. Yeah. At least it is the way we do it. We're probably not doing something... The most efficient way possible, but I'm always like, who? When I read these recipes, I'm like, who is doing these dishes, and will they come over here? <laughs> now, some of that's on me because I don't like to share doing the dishes because I'm very controlling about the dishes. But well, that's a whole know, other thing. That's a whole other. That, that's like a whole psych podcast <laughs> that I need to do on myself. All right, I'm still glad we made it though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I was telling myself I kind of want to push myself more this week, but I probably won't. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, are you ready to move on to next week's meal? Let's do it. Okay, Ian, please go over the rules of the game before we start. Okay, so once again, this is basically we've uh, made up a pressure luck style game, uh, or for the uh, game theory nerds in the crowd, uh, more more uh, technically the secretary problem. Uh, we're going to go through the uh, the five. Uh, 
recipes in the Serious Eats weekly email that just came out uh, that are labeled Monday through Friday. We'll read Monday first, and you have to decide whether you want to make Mondays or you want to go on. You'll end up, you have to pick one and only one recipe. And uh, once you pass on a recipe, you can't go back to it. So if you pass on Monday and then hate everything else, you can't go back to Monday. So that's, uh, that's how we play the game. I don't know if Friday's going to be as good to us. Yeah, we pushed our luck two weeks in a row. We, yeah, we going to get bit. <laughs> Eventually. All right, you ready? All right, then let's play Precipe Your Luck. Woo! Monday. Monday, smoky lamb meatballs with baba ganoush. Make meatballs a meal with this brown butter enriched lamb variety. Served over almond butter baba ganoush. The meatballs, a mixture of lamb, fresh mint, raisins, almonds, and butter, can be cooked on the grill or on a gas burner if it's still cold where you are. I got to admit, I was trying to have an open mind at first because, you know, we had a lot of luck with lamb with the, the gyro sliders from, from episode one. And I've had some baba ganoush that I actually liked quite a bit. But, yeah, by the time they start throwing in the almond butter and the raisins and the, okay, yeah, they, they pushed me too far out of the comfort zone. I got to well, pass on like that one. it looks like meatballs sitting on a bed of oatmeal. Oh, and mint, too. We, we This is one I know you yeah. and I both feel the same way on that. I still struggle with mint and savory applications. I enjoy it in dessert applications. <laughs> but, yeah. It's I enjoy big it in a- my toothpaste. <laughs> uh, yeah, every time I pick mint ice cream, Kate accuses me of just, you know, that I should just put some toothpaste in some good ice cream. Um, but, yeah, okay. That, yeah, I'm going to pass on Monday. Yeah, I am too. Although Baba Ganoush makes me think of the uh, Parker Posey classic Party Girl. So <laughs> I think we should watch Party Girl this weekend. Imitate a cat puking. Oh, my God, that man's genius. Okay, let's move on. Okay, Tuesday. Tuesday, seven-layer salad with chickpeas, endive, and yogurt dressing. When you know dinner's going to fall at a busy time, plan on this make-ahead salad. It only takes 20 minutes to stack up the layers. Chickpeas, endive, salted cucumber, onions, celery, radishes, and yogurt seasoned with mint, lemon, and dill. Well, I would I'm assuming those onions probably aren't cooked. I mean that that right there is an ender for me. Celery. Oh yeah, celery too. Oh yeah. Oh. No. Yeah, I'm definitely out on that one. I know celery is like I think celery is like the only diet food I just never I couldn't even choke that down. I couldn't even pretend. You could put yeah. all the peanut butter you want on that. Nope. <laughs> all right, moving on. Moving on. Wednesday. Wednesday, chicken salad with kimchi, ginger, and scallions. Come on, guys. (laughs) Here's a chicken salad sandwich for the kimchi-loving, the mayo-shy, and the hungry-yet-hurried. It takes just 10 minutes to toss the chicken with kimchi, celery, pine nuts, scallions, and ginger, and pack it between slices of bread. Are we being punked? (laughs) I, I just want to say kimchi's on that list for me of stuff that, like, one day I really do want to try kimchi because I don't think I've ever actually had it. But between the pine nuts and the uh, celery, and the celery, oh, yeah, I'm so out on that. There's just no no way in hell. It looks pretty good in the picture, but no. Okay. Well, here we go, playing with fire again. Thursday. 
Frittata with bacon, corn, and gruyere. A frittata is an ideal weeknight dinner. It's a it's quick and satisfying, and while you could throw anything in it, will save you a round of experimentation and suggest a surefire combo of smoky bacon, sweet corn, and gruyere. Oh, that is so me. I love a good frittata. Yep. I love corn, yep. bacon. I'm not sure about the corn, but I... I'll eat around it. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I don't think you're quite the corn fan I am. What? Although, I just ate well, corn nuts when I got home. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Like the real corn nut. Like you can actually tell they came from corn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the good ones. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm down with the frittata. Oh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm for sure pulling the ripcord okay. on Thursday. Okay. Which, of course, means Friday now will be something wonderful. Let's find Probably. out. Friday. Friday. I want to vote again. <laughs> Damn it. Breaded fried pork chops. Breaded and fried foods are the kind of comfort we want after a busy week, and these fried pork chops are no exception. The chops get thinly cut and fried in a mixture of panko breadcrumbs, Parmesan cheese, and fresh sage. Serve them with mashed potatoes for a meal that feels like a celebration of Friday. You know, I'm sure I would love those. But I'm also, I don't think they could beat our current pork chop recipe, right? The, the, um, that's true. Those, the pork schnitzel. Schnitzel. From Cook's I cannot think of a word. Yeah. Our pork schnitzel recipe is so good. That's so, true. So, yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I mean, I, yeah. It was, it was a fine week to not, to not vote till Friday, yes. but, uh, I'm happy with Thursday's I, frittata. I do enjoy a frittata. You know, I love eggs. Yeah. All okay. right. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Precipe Your Luck. Visit our website at www.precipeyourluck.com. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you played along tonight, use this week's survey to tell us what you picked. For Kate, I'm Ian, and we'll be back next week. Bye!